Well, hello there. It's another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. You know, you might be thinking that it's the weekend. There's probably nothing going on. You kind of look at the news today. And unless you really kind of turn the page and look under the headline, uh, it's a dismal weekend. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know where to begin. Let's just start with maybe the Ukraine war. The war is over. Wow. This is a big story, and I don't think mainstream media is talking about it at all. No, the war is over, friends. When you say Bakhmut, now 99% in Russian hands. Now, while we were hearing about, all oh, their missiles have been taken down oh, yeah. and this and that, you know, well, they sat there, and now I'm not going to say there wasn't loss of life. There oh, was. There were tens of thousands of soldiers on both probably sides. Probably hundreds of thousands when you get down to it. You know, there was this is probably the bloodiest, biggest massacre, even predating World War II. I think they're saying, Bill, that it's uh, the toughest battle since the Second World War. They call it the meat grinder. Mm-hmm, the vortex, yeah. Yep. Well, Russia has won it. The city is obliterated, and they have 99% control. Even, even Zelensky himself said it was an important city. Now, with Russia taking that over, well, what does that mean? Well, there's a few other places that have fallen, but it's strategic. A, it, it achieved his goal of, of liberating the, the traditionalist Russians, Russian-speaking people there that really do want to be under the Russian flag. Uh-huh. That's number one. And number two, it is a strategic place for Russia to bring in more infantry, fresh soldiers, and bring in their artillery Now they can hit anything, anytime, anywhere in the Ukraine. It's over unless, unless we decide it's really important to us. And we put, for for real, troops, feet on the ground, heavy artillery. We bring in everything we got. And then you know what? That opens up. A door for Putin to go, all right, you've messed with the wrong bear. And fire the nuke. So if a nuclear exchange were going to happen, that ball is in our court as to what we do about this. Because Russia, by this, has won. And this story is actually fresh off the press. There's a video online of a, uh, it's a selfie video of a Ukrainian soldier. And he says, in Ukrainian, it's translated at the bottom, Bakhmut has fallen uh, think of us with good thoughts, or something, something like that. But his, he says Bakhmut has fallen, and, and you know what? You know the, uh, the city. If you see pictures of it, Bill, it's obliterated. It's rubble. Yeah, I've seen it. Now I, I will tell you this: for as far as the loss of life for Ukrainian soldiers mm-hmm. and Russian soldiers, they are marching to the beat of the drum of their leaders. Right. So you don't sit there. You, you don't cast a negative shadow on them. You know, you, you pray for them because they're defending a country that they believed in and what they've been told. So mm-hmm. I'm not choosing sides here. I'm just saying when it gets down to the, 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 the grassroots of everything, soldiers are just minions. They're somebody's kids. Of leaders. You know, there's somebody's kids. Politicians create this crap. Yep. You know, and, and just remember that. When they asked Trump at the town hall about a week and a half ago, when that ridiculous uh, 
uh, hostess, uh, ho- you know, made uh, that remark about who do you want to win? Who would, who do you want to win in the Ukraine war? He said, I, I want the dying to stop. And she said, but who do you want to win? He said, no, no, I want the dying to stop. You're not listening to me. I want the dying to stop. And this is what Biden should be talking about right now. He should be talking about the, the dying stopping, not the war continuing and who's going to win. They don't want that. Now, if there was a fair journalist out there, they would take, they would take footage of the dead soldiers. I mean, graphic footage. And they would sit there and take speeches like, you know, I want the dying to stop. I want this and that. And let the warmongers sit there and say their diatribe and show people what it really is. You could do that with a lot of things because we... We get our heartstrings tugged. Well, if we're going to tug heartstrings, let's let's really show you what your heartstrings need to be tugged for. Mm. And Trump is right. We got to stop the bloodshed. We, you know, I mean, there's a time, you know, for everything. There is no reason there was why. There's no time for what this all There is happened. no reason why this couldn't have ended with a peace negotiation. And I'm talking six months ago. I, I truly believe that if the if the major NATO countries had gotten together as leaders and not as supporters, but as leaders and gotten together with Russia and the Ukrainians, they could have stopped this from being the bloody mess that it is right now. And like I said, we're talking about tens of thousands of uh, young men who are dead now as a result of this ridiculous political globalist war. This is a globalist war. I mean, right now, the Donbass region is, like Bill said, it's historically Russian. It's just the, mm-hmm. the people in that area want to be Russian. They want to be associated and allied with Russia. You know, this, this has opened, like we said, the door to uh, 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 more attacks on major cities closer and closer to Kiev. They, they can now move from... Uh, Bakhmut towards uh, the, the capital city with with a greater ease than they mm-hmm. could have be- before. Uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, it might be the key to the entire war. It may be the end. You know, it may be the end of the war because unless, like you said, uh, some of the mm-hmm. NATO countries uh, jump in with uh, more and more equipment and probably people, I don't see where... Uh, they'd be doing it for the benefit of their people if they got involved. Meaning, if Britain got involved, you All know, right. they're not doing it for Britain. They're now not, let's go ahead. All I'm saying is that they're not doing it for Britain. If we got involved, we have no uh, great interest in the Ukraine. You know, uh, it's not to our benefit as a country to be physically involved with our troops going a head-to-head, toe-to-toe war with Russia. As a matter of fact, it's to our detriment because you don't win in a war like that. You know, no, when, you don't. When you have two countries that have got nuclear weapons, you know, how do you win? How you do don't. You win? So uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm with Trump. I think he could have negotiated it one day. He, people say, well, how could you have done it in 24 hours? And he keeps saying that. And I, and I think it's probably because he has a lot of he knows that there's a lot of bargaining chips that they're not using. Well, you know, somebody can threaten with a nuke and not mean it, and somebody can threaten with a nuke, and you know they mean it, 
And you can sit there and say, look, if you want the nukes, I'll give you the nukes. But why don't we sit down and talk about this? And they know that you're serious. They will talk because it's a poker game, really, mm-hmm. when it gets down to it. But my question I was going to ask mm-hmm. is we know that Zelensky stole $400 million. But where is their fearless leader right now? He's in England. Or last I heard he was in England, yeah. So he's in England out of harm's way because sure. if everything falls... Who are they going to go? So he's going to take the money he took from your tax dollars that was supposed to be for that war. He knew all along. You know, he would probably say, well, I took that money and I put it aside in case we had to be a a government, uh, what do they call it? An 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 exile. exile. A government in exile, exactly. If that's the case, we need money to, to live and work and function. I don't think. I think he took it to pad his own pocket. These people, you know what's amazing? You're, you're probably like me. If I made a couple of million dollars, heck, if I made a million dollars, I'd feel fine with myself. Life is good. I could live the rest of my life. These guys aren't satisfied with that. You know, these guys aren't satisfied with having 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million. They never seem to have enough money. It's, it's like they just got to steal as much as they can while they can. Maybe that's the game. It might be. Now, I'll give you a scary thought. What we see taking place over there, could that happen in this country? Now, I say it can because of all the great political divide we have. Uh, you have, we're, we're at a, a changing point in technology. There's the big green push, which now is not proving to be the most smart thing to do. But you have things, even Elon Musk is sounding the alarm, putting out the veil, you know, warning that the banks are about to fall entirely, which, mm-hmm. you know, now he's he's got the auto industry going. Yeah, he's got a SpaceX thing going. But um, getting a loan on a house or a car right now yeah, with the higher interest rates and, and the values going up and everything like that, banks are, aren't willing to give you a loan. First, they were dropping rates and giving you longer terms and anything they could but as the price is soared. But now they're going, we can't do that. And so the auto industry is trying to figure out how to readjust and, you know, get, make things cheaper. Point is, it's all going to come crashing well, down here soon. And if it does, do we set ourselves up to where what happens there, what happened there could happen here. We start fighting Amongst ourselves. The speculation is, you probably have heard this, is first of all, you have to understand, folks, that the you've heard of the Federal Reserve. It sounds so official. It sounds sounds so much a part of the government because it's called it's crap. the Federal Reserve. It is a private bank. It's run by the major banks, the no-fail banks in the country, you know, like uh, J.P. Morgan, these big, big banks are the guarantors, essentially, to the Fed. The Fed is run by a group of clandestine board of directors. They're not government officials. But we act and we bow to the Fed just like it's uh, a branch of our government. It is in the branch of our government. Now, the talk is that the Fed is going to be replaced in the next presidency. Now, this is if uh, a conservative president gets in, like Trump. The Fed is going to be replaced. Now, the deep state is desperate that this not happen because when you control the money, you control the world. And 
they're not happy with the idea of the Fed being replaced by a, 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 a bank that's part of the government and a money that is once again backed by gold or by precious metals. That's what this. That's what Trump has talked about in the past. It drives them nuts. You know, they took precious metals away from the backing, so our money essentially is an IOU. It's a well, note. That is how the Fed works. This is where you have posers, posers that are, you know, we're wealthy. This is we have money. Oh, you want money? All right. We will give you the money you want. We're going to charge you interest for it. So they give you their money, which they don't have. It's fake money. It's pretend. Mm -hmm. And then you pay them back with your real hard-earned money or the sweat off of your back. So they're giving you something that is worthless to get something tangible of value returned to them, if that makes sense to you. Think of Chrysler back mm -hmm. in, what was it, the 80s? Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, they were they were building cars, the Cordoba and all of that, they yeah. put a CB radio in it. But, you know, it was built on a frame that was from the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. Nothing had changed in that thing. And they were steadily going down. But yet they put a value on it. And even though their shares were going down, you'd go in and say, yeah, I like that Cordoba. I want to buy that. Uh, well, we got to run your credit. In other words, they had no value whatsoever. But to get what they had, nothing, you mm -hmm. had to prove that you had something. Yeah. You know, and, you know, th then along comes Lee Iacocca that changed everything on that, you know, but I'm just saying what you, the what, analogy is the same. What you're saying is that is they, they're, they're selling you nothing and, and, they're for, and for that sale, they're getting something tangible. Right. It's like, yeah. It was like, you know, I've been looking at property. I was looking at a place over in Connecticut, and, you know, it was a condo, a high-rise condo, and it was pretty nice. And I said, well, you know, it's pretty good. And I said, well, the price, is it's affordable. All right? And I'm mm -hmm. saying, I can buy that, no problem. And then I sat there, and I said, well, what's associated with it? Now, you got to think, you're buying this place. Right. You own it. Mm -hmm. And then they sat there, and they had a home association fee of 3800 bucks. I'm going, what? Oh sure, what? that's that's probably every year, right? Every year, thirty eight hundred. Uh, no, that's a monthly fee. Oh, then bless you, my child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Hey, it was nice looking at this." You know, I mean, you know, and I was just looking to look. Yeah, but, you know, I'm just saying, what? You know, well, you know, the the, the uh, um, as crazy as it sounds, folks, the Fed might be replaced in in, in the not too distant future. And if it is, it'll be for our benefit. It, we will once again go back on a standard where our money means something. Right now, you know, we're in debt by, what, $38 trillion, and they want to increase it by trillions more? I mean, this is what Biden wants to do, and they're trying to negotiate right now. And yeah. Biden, Biden won't sit down. As a matter of fact, Biden took off and went to Japan, left Kevin McCarthy holding the bag. I mean, they were supposed to be negotiating the, uh, the budget, uh, right now, as as we talk, but they can't while Biden's overseas, and this means we're probably going to end up going into default. But Biden is such a, he's so lost. I mean, you know this man is not an original thinker. I saw a picture of him. It made all the major news programs uh, yesterday. It showed a picture of Biden in Japan, and he's reading. He's holding up some papers, and he's reading the papers, and he's got one of them. One of the pieces of paper is facing the camera, 
and it yeah. says it says talking points on the very top talking points which says he's not putting his ideas together himself somebody in the background is telling him what to say where to say it and the key points to remember how do you how does that make you feel that your president is so weak and so impaired that he, ha- he has to walk around with a cheat sheet so he knows what he's talking about how many times have you heard uh, Democrats going, no, Barack Obama was the best president we ever had? All the time. And uh, I wish he were president again. And a lot. What have I told you? He's still president. This is his third term right now. Because when you look at the Durham report and you see everything that it revealed, it paints a picture that Barack, you know, we talk about, hey, who, you know, there's a big guy somewhere in the deep state controlling the shots. What if we sat there and said, he's the big guy, he's the guy calling the shots, and while he was president, it was Hillary that came up with the, you know, the, the Russian collusion story and this whole story, presented it to Barack and to Biden at the time, and Barack signed off on it. Now, they didn't expect Trump to get in, but, you know, they didn't, uh, they, they thought, there you are know, two. There are two. Uh, get in. There are two trains of thought. Some people think that Barack is the big guy. Other yeah. people. Th- other people think that Barack is the the mouthpiece to Biden. He's not the guy. The big big guy. There's somebody behind Obama, but well, he doesn't yeah, talk. There probably is. But you know, very few presidents or ex presidents have a skiff built into their house now. Uh, a skiff is like a conference room that is absolutely electronically secure. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. It's top secret. It's a room where if you're going to talk about some major important deal, right, that's going to affect our government, they go into a skiff in the White House, a skiff in the Capitol, wherever this they're having the conference, and they they don't they leave all their cell phones and electronics outside of the room, and it's absolutely you know uh, secret obama built an he built a house a border house eight million dollars in washington when he left the presidency yeah where did he get that money i have you know he didn't have it when he went in how did he have it when he got out he saved it you know it's amazing how he can save (laughs) you know where he got it but anyway he he had a skiff built into his house so he's got this secure conference room in the house, and why? Why should he have to worry about having a, a top-secret room in his his residence? He's a former president. What what does he have to worry about? Well, it's because well, they've been planning stuff like this in his house. You know, and they're trying to, you know, take Trump down, you know, say, well, you know, he was never supposed to have those documents. Yeah, they're going to indict him in— uh, August or September. I mean, you have two sources saying that now. They plan to do it. But these charges are not sure things. They're saying, we think we can do this. And they're they're rewriting things. But my, my contention is, you know, Obama left office with taking his presidential papers on a jump drive, mm-hmm. over 11,000 pages that we know of that he took. Now, my question is, if his place were raided, not only would we find that information on the jump drive, but we would we find that he is still getting document and intel and presidential papers in his place now. The thing about uh, 
the new indictment. See, you know, they're going to uh, try to indict him in Georgia for a ridiculous charge, a phone call that is it's just absolutely nothing. But they're going to do it because they're trying to muddy the waters. They're trying to stop him from being president again. But the other thing is uh, you were talking about the special counsel, uh, Jack Smith, uh, mm-hmm. who was investigating. He's also, in the course of his investigation, it initially was about the documents at Mar-a-Lago. But now they're saying that they may get him on uh, an obstruction charge. And if that doesn't work, Jack Smith is also investigating Trump's effort to raise money off of, quote, false claims of election fraud, according to a leak to the Washington Post. False claims of election fraud. First of all, think about that for a second. He believes that the election was stolen. He's been saying that since day one. Now they're going to try to make it uh, an illegal thing for him to have that belief. Where do they come off doing this? How can they? How if I said that the color of that car over there is white and it's actually cream, but I think it's white and I stick to it? It's my opinion. That's what this yep. is. It's, You're not allowed to have an opinion unless it agrees with the state, and that's what this is about. You go with the narrative of the state. Now, I do find it interesting, The uh, what's her name, the, the prosecutor down in Georgia. I forgot her uh, name, yeah. Yeah, anyway, she goes, yeah, it's likely we're going to indict in August. Now, yeah. what's interesting is she's uh, now declaring that as of August 1st, and I find this really interesting, that her staff is going to be working from home and they're going yeah. to be re- working with a reused staff. So, in other words, who's going to be mining the fort and watching everything they do? Or is that a scheme to introduce stuff that was not there Probably. Before? Probably. I don't put anything by these people. because they, Again, this goes back to desperation. You know, Bill Barr, who was the attorney general under Trump, uh, people may say, well, how could he be Trump's appointed attorney general and yet be so anti-Trump? It's because... Someone said this uh, the other day, and it really was unbelievable. Do you realize the president of the United States has to appoint like 2,000 people to positions when he goes into office? There's no way in heaven he can possibly know the backgrounds of every person that he's appointing to a position. How many? 2,000. They're being recommended. They're being recommended by trust, quote, trusted people. I'm sure that President Trump didn't know Bill Barr before he met him to appoint him to the attorney generalship. Bill Barr is a snake. Bill Barr is part of the Washington establishment deep state. He never did Trump a favor, including at the very end when Trump said the election was stolen. He had the authority back then to investigate and he weaseled out. He backed out. He said there's nothing to see here. He publicly stated that we're not going to investigate. The election wasn't stolen. I'll never forget it. The guy has got no friggin' spine. As a matter of fact, he was on six, uh, CBS with Catherine Herridge just yesterday. Given the developments in the grand jury, do you believe that special counsel Jack Smith is close to a charging decision? I would think they'd want to do it before the end of the year. Uh, and, um, you know, it could be in the, later in the summer or in the fall, you know, would be the earliest I would expect. It. And why that timing? Well, 
because if they're close, if they're close to a decision, I think the process of, you know, reviewing that and socializing with the attorney general and so forth, uh, and buttoning buttoning it up uh, would probably take that long. Do you hear the the glee in his voice? He's trying to he's trying to suppress his his joy in talking about indicting Trump. It's going <laughs> to come close to a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? They've already made up their minds. So if they've made up their minds and they did it a while ago, they should have done it a while ago. So yeah. why this fall? Because it's an obstruction of an election. It's, oh, gonna yeah, I didn't the, think of yeah. that. Oh, but you, I'm glad you pointed that out. I, I'm going to try to remember something here. This is going to be tough for an old guy. But it's supposedly a true story. You know, uh, everything is connected, right? Mm-hmm. Do you realize that Bill Barr's, I think, father ran a private school in New York City uh, and uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein taught there? And Jeffrey Epstein taught there without a degree. Now think about that for a second. My wife's a teacher. She couldn't have been a teacher if she didn't have at least a bachelor's degree. She had to get a master's degree to be in the area of expertise that she was in. And they were very strict about it. If you didn't have the proper credentials to be to be something, you didn't get to be that teacher. But yet in this private school, but it was chartered by the state. You know, you don't have a, mm-hmm. it, if it's a private school and it has the uh, ability to pass people on to different levels and stuff and then move them on to colleges, they've got to meet certain standards. Well, this guy had this bar, Bill Barr's dad mm-hmm. had this pedophile teaching in his school without degrees without the qualifications, before he was the multi-billionaire that he became to be. And people will tell you about how he earned his money. Uh, There's a lot of shadiness behind that, too. And all of a sudden, you have Bill Barr as the attorney general, and he's, he's the epitome of legality on the part of the left, you know? It's like, what the hell is going on down there? Who the heck is running our country? Who are these people? How are they all connected? You know, there's a lot of talk about uh, uh, pedophilia in government in D.C. You know that. I'm oh, not to- yeah, I'm not that's to- been going on for a while. And now, you know, they when they bring things out, they try to soften us. And now what are they introducing in school? You know, and they're, they're also using the transgender movement and everything to kind of walk us over to oh, yeah. it. You know, and yeah. they are doing a damn good walk on this thing. And um, hey, I, I listened to a an English commentator yesterday on one of the other podcasts. I wish I had the cut. Maybe I'll, I'll grab it on Monday. But he was talking about how they're desperately trying to change the morals, uh, the morals and, and the morality of our society, and they're doing it by introducing this this uh, lifestyle to our society and, and normalizing it. They are mm-hmm. normalizing it, and they, they want you to believe that sexuality should be talked about from the moment the child enters the world. It's not, it's not like a child should have a childhood and, and go on and grow up and then talk about sexuality when he reaches a certain age where he understands. These people want you to say, well, I have a three-year-old, and you know he likes to hold the doll more than he likes to hold the truck. I think he's actually probably uh, he's probably a transgender. I think we should we should consider that for him right now at three. 
This is what they want you to do and want you to believe. And this is evil. I say that with all of the intensity. This is evil. You know, yeah, it uh, is. Um, society has gone on for generations in the way that it's gone on when I was a kid. You know, you grow up, you play baseball. I knew plenty of girls who could who could catch a ball and throw better than most of the guys, and they ended up growing up and getting married and having families, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't it, they try to make it sound like that is something wrong with a girl being a tomboy. There's nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't mean that they've lost their sexuality and they should go through a physical change. You know, but that's what they want you to believe nowadays. They are corrupting our society. Look at if you are an adult and you like to dress in women's clothing and you like to to to, to live that lifestyle, that's, you. that's your right. This is a free country. And I don't think you ever should be hurt or punished. But I don't think you have a right to go into our schools and classrooms and indoctrinate. There's a case going on right now. I think it's in Iowa or Idaho um, mm-hmm. where a woman sent her kid to school and the kid went to an after-school arts program. And in the after-school arts program, the teacher said, this is a private safe zone. What we say in this classroom, in this club, in this group stays here. Stays here. We're going to be able to talk about sexuality and you know, maybe if you feel comfortable uh, uh, in another lifestyle. They they didn't want the kids to get out of that classroom, go back and tell the parents what was going on. Well, the, one of the kids couldn't hold, couldn't keep her mouth shut, and the parent is now suing the school district. But the school Don't district, you think it's- well, the school, the school district bill, when push came to shove, the school district defended it. Like, but we have a right to, you know. To, they are doing things now that are abhorrent. Well, they're pushing the legality right of a parent over their child, saying, no, the state and the school has that. I sit there and I find it interesting that, you know, it used to be when I was a kid growing up, they used to have, um, there were pro-Christian groups that came in to the school and you could, you could go, hey, we're meeting at the flagpole today. Well, okay, you know, you might go there. And they did fun things with you. Yes, you know, you got you got Bible lessons and stuff like that, but there were a lot of cool things. You can't do that anymore. The church is not welcome. Religious freedom is not welcome on a school campus because you can't do that and force that down somebody's throat. But yet, alternate sexuality, Yeah, you know, yes. uh, alternate, um, you know, uh, worshiping uh, Satan, which to me is a religion too. Satan clubs, yes. The Satan clubs, they are welcome, but God, get the hell out of here, you know, and that's exactly what they're saying. And this this has got to change, folks, because it's a cancer to our society. It's killing us. It's killing us as a people. We have got to stand up for the values that our country was built on. You have to remember whether you like it or not, this country was founded on a on Judeo-Christian values. Actually, if you want to be specific, when it was founded, it was founded on Christian values. And the Judeo part came along later. later. But it really was, the founders were, for the most part, Christian. Well, you know what? If, if they say there is no God, then there is no devil. So, in other words, you don't want to have God on the campus— Get Satan off of there, too, because he's not real. Well, you know, I say he is, and so is God, but, you know, 
if you're going to go with that argument, let's let's break it down to the bare brasses here. We're, li- know, we're, we're living to what it is. We're living in a society filled with lies. And it's hard for the average Joe to figure out what's truthful and what's not nowadays. It really is. It's hard for for somebody who's paying attention to it like you and I are on a daily basis because we do this show. It's even hard for us to uh, to keep track of what's truthful and what's not truthful. And uh, that sexual divide has, has only been, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It has it's been, it's uh, reared its ugly head recently. It's not something... It's been when, propagated by... by um, you know, it's been the left. Pop, yeah, the left popu- uh, by by politicians. Yeah, for control. It never had any footing whatsoever because basic biology uh, biology was basic biology. You know, there's man and there's woman. You know, and somebody that's all there is to it. There's not a Bill. Somebody you know, made a good point yesterday. He is a he has a book out, and his background is military intelligence. This guy spent like 30 years in military intelligence. Is he British? No, he's American. His name is, uh, well, I can't, name, I can't think of the name of the book. But he was interviewed yesterday on one of the talk shows. I think it was Rob Schmidt's show. And he said that th- what, they, what the left did, what the deep state has done, and this is a guy whose background is in U.S. military intelligence. You know, he, right. he's talking not from like, general theory he's been a, a practicing uh, practitioner of uh, brainwashing and things like that he knows how, how brainwashing got started and how they use knows it. a thing or two yeah. yes he said what they did intentionally back in maybe 30 years ago 20 30 years ago is they really concentrated focused on infiltrating the educational uh, schools I mean, the schools that that create teachers they ended up uh, going in and they would have two trains of, of, uh, of thought. They would teach them the basics of education. And then they would, uh, at the same time, they would teach them theory, their theory on things. Uh, basically, their skewed theory on government, on uh, uh, the U.S. Constitution. They would bend and warp everything, and they would brainwash these teachers. So when they sent them out into the ma- into the uh, world, they would then help to corrupt uh, the society, which is what's happening right now. These mm-hmm. young teachers, they, they are joyfully getting together and talking about uh, transgenderism. They're not teaching the American history that we were taught. Uh, when we were kids, they're not even talking about the revolution or the civil war. They're talking about race riots, and they're talking about how uh, there's discrimination against the black and minority in our country, which is not the case. I heard Jim Brown, God bless him, he died yesterday. Jim Brown, the famous mm. football player for the Cleveland right. Browns, maybe the best football player in the history of the game. And Jim Brown was uh, he, no wallflower when it came to talking about race. He was a, an advocate for the uh, minority community all of his life. He stood up against uh, racism and was a giant, absolutely a giant of a man. But they didn't talk to him much towards the last 20 years on television because his belief was that the white man isn't a bad person. The white man isn't the person doing this. He said this. I heard him say this on camera in an interview. It's being done by a different element of our society. Jim Brown, his his support went to Trump. 
Jim Brown, mm-hmm. the guy who was a, 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 a great football player but a, a leader in the minority community, he supported Trump, but they didn't want the world to know that, so they never interviewed him. They didn't talk to him. You know, they, they just let him will fade away, you know, Jim Brown. Um, anyway, I the, got a friend that listens to the show, and he's a big lefty. Now, when he hears that, he's going to do everything he can, and he will reach, research until his head explodes to find anything. Good luck with that. That would, Yeah, good luck to counter that. And then he'll send it to me, and, you know, I'll sit there and go, yeah, so, um, you know, your opinion, buddy. Hey, Jim Brown, I, listen, I got what I just said by watching him say it, okay? Yeah. So can't, You can't, yeah, you can't fake that. Well, good, I guess good you luck, could, but Good didn't. luck with that. You know, if you want to go out there and find some alternate fact, good luck with, you, with that. Yeah, they said in the interview, you know, initially Brown voted Democrat. He voted mm-hmm. for, I think he may have even voted for uh, Hillary, you know, in the 2016. But he grew to love Trump. Because Trump tried to do honest things for the black community, he tried to be, uh, he tried to deliver on his promises. Okay, and and really, Brown respected him for that, and they grew to be good friends. You know, Trump had a lot of uh, great free. He was a friend of Muhammad Ali. He was a friend yeah. of Rosa Parks. You know, Rosa Parks who wouldn't yeah. sit in the back of the bus. Look, you might have. We all have skeletons in our closet. All right. And I'm not talking about anything current, but I'm just saying we've all got them. You know, but the measure of a man, I do believe, is is his word. And if he, you know, Trump likes to live up to his word. So you can say whatever you want. He does try to keep his promises. You know, and, and I use that motto, too, in my life. You know, people will sit there and tell you bad things about me. Well, some might be true. A lot of them are just crap. But the simple fact is, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I am going to do that. You know, if there's unless there's some some something that I don't know about that's going to prevent me, you know, I'm going to keep my word. You have to ask yourself, why does a guy like Donald Trump continue to put himself in harm's way on a daily basis, like he does? I mean, this is a guy who's a billionaire. I I would venture to say that uh, the the only other candidate probably as close to being as rich as Donald Trump might be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I mean, his family has a lot of money, the Kennedy family. But even they probably pale in comparison to the money that Trump has. But you know, he, so I'm he, starting to believe that uh, some of these people like the Bidens and Hillary, you know, you might think that they're millionaires, but I'm starting to believe you know, you you know about certain money, but I don't think you know about all the money they've got. Yeah, you know. But the thing is, way. why does Trump do this? He doesn't need it. He's got beautiful buildings, incredible properties, a successful business, a wonderful family. You know, he's got all the accoutrements that the, everybody aspires to. We all would love to have what he has, but yet he has it, and he puts himself in the line of fire over and over. And over again, now people may say, well, he's got a big mouth or he's always bragging about himself. So what? But I would, I would take an egotist any day. If he delivers on his promises like Trump does, I'll settle for his shortcomings. Hey, listen, I've heard enough politicians in my lifetime telling me what they're going to do for me, telling me all the good things that are going to happen to my world. 
that they never, ever friggin' deliver on. I mean, I've, I've seen it happen over and over again. I'm an older guy now, and mm-hmm. I don't think, I think the only guy who's delivered, maybe Ronald Reagan delivered, but there's a guy, by the way, who didn't need fame or fortune either. There's a guy who didn't need the job either, but he, he tried to do the right thing. He was kind of the exception to the rule, too. People thought, oh, Ronald Reagan being president. How did an actor get to be president? He was one of the finest presidents ever. But Donald Trump stands out on his own. He's, he's a totally different kind of guy. And uh, he has followed up on his promises. He's made good. They talk about MAGA. If I hear it one more time from Biden. You want to pop somebody in the chops for MAGA. Make, make America great again. Those radical MAGA people. Wait a second. You know, they did this with, and I'm not a member of Q, okay? I was reading an article recently. You know, they, they talk, they've demonized this Q as if it's something evil. Q is something, a guy who wishes to re- remain anonymous. Maybe it's a group of people who post patriotic posts, and they try to post predictions, but they don't, it's not an organization where you become a member. You don't raise your right hand and pay an initiation fee to be a member of Q, because there is no organization called Q. The Anon that you hear talked about, that's that's the people who don't, who respond to his tweets. Those are people who have things in questions or things they want to add, and they don't want to be uh, they don't want to be recognized as to who, who they are, too. So they, they label those themselves anon. They become an anon. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, the media takes the two words, Q and anon. They push them together. Oh, QAnon. There is no QAnon. There is no QAnon. There are people out there who post tweets called Q, and there's people who respond to them who call themselves anonymous. Are some of them full of hooey? Absolutely. Some of them are nonsense. Because, you know, with a tweet, there's no filter. You, anybody can post anything, right? You never know. And by the way, I, I would also imagine that there are people working behind the scenes uh, on the other side trying to muddy the water for the uh, QAnon people, okay? But they, now they're afraid that MAGA is the movement that's going to replace the, quote, QAnon, you know? MAGA. Everything's MAGA. MAGA, I heard Trump say for the first time, make America great again. What's wrong with that? We're MAGA. There's not a damn thing wrong with it. What they're trying to do, though, they know there is no Q. So they've got to translate all the bad that they've amassed to, to stick on MAGA, I mean on Q, and make it a MAGA thing. Yeah, they're just relabeling and rebranding is all yep. they're trying to do. Their their negativity, their hate for you yeah. and disdain for me. You know, that's what they're doing to us. And people have got to be aware of the of the truth. MAGA just means make America great again. You, no one paid any fee to be a member of MAGA. If you believe in making America great again and you've that, that's 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 the entry fee. The entry fee is just to believe you want to make America great again, you know? You believe that America should be the shining uh, country, to the, the leader of the free world, the leader of the world, an example. And we're not there by any stretch of the imagination right now. we got a government in there right now, an administration that is tearing, it, tearing us to shreds. 
that is ruining every good thing that has been done. It has opened our borders up. We're killing our children with that fentanyl crap. Uh, I could go on and on. Uh, It's been one of those shows, hasn't it, Bill? We've had another... uh, Well, you know, we said today we promised ourselves it would be a short show. (laughs) I know. I got a big mouth. That went out the window about, uh, I don't know, (laughs) a few minutes ago. It did. Um, But we have had a lot to say. And, you know, it's one of those shows where I had some audio that I was going to run, but I'm going to play it on Monday because people have things to do and places to oh, go. Yeah. I mean, I had, a, I had a thought that uh, mentioned yesterday we would do it today, but again, it would take too long, so perhaps <laughs> we'll get to it at some point in time, perhaps not. But I think we covered some pretty important stuff today. The news you didn't know, that apparently the war in the Ukraine is on the cusp of being over because, yeah. um, you know. You know Bill, Bill, how many times have you heard the media say, Oh, the Ukrainians are kicking Russia's butt. It's almost over. The Ukrainians are going to win. I mean, I've heard this over and over you and over know, again. You know that there is somebody on the liberal left that's going, we got to change this narrative. we got to change it quickly. we got to get people off the focus that, you know, Bakhmut has uh, fallen. It's 99% under Russian control, and, and that uh, the Ukrainians are running, and that was the actual war zone, and that is the stronghold in Putin's got it. You know, they don't want you to know that. Yeah. So they're going to have to change the story over the weekend. So you watch. There's, they're going to talk about this, you know, something getting shot down, you know, of the Russians yeah. or some big attack that in the scheme of things, yeah, it looks pretty horrific, but it's not what this is. Yeah. So, well, you know, it's um, all smoke and mirrors. You know, again, uh, Trump, if you were in office, There'd be a lot of uh, people alive today that are not, you know. Yeah. He would he would have saved a lot of people. This is this there is an evil out there in our world, and it's doing its best to grab hold of everything. Say a prayer for your country. Say a prayer for the world, because say a prayer uh, for Trump. Because look at all the things he's going. Oh, through. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does yeah. it. Yeah, look, you know, take everything that's thrown at him. All right. And imagine it's being thrown at you. And you go, well, I don't deserve that. Well, did he deserve that? Well, the liberal left media would say he did. But, you know, they haven't gotten anything to stick. Even their little wins were not real wins. It's just, All I can say, Bill, is look at the, the left has been yelling Russia, Russia, Russia for seven years. Okay? And it's been proven to be what? One big that lie. But you know, they're already circling the wagons around the lie so they can resurface the lie because it was a good story. It really was a good story. They want to sing it, you know, they want to tell it at campfires and uh, for, for all eternity. Mm-hmm. So they're going to they're gonna do everything they can to resurrect that story, even though it's a lie. It'll be folklore, legend, and myth. You know, kind of yeah. like the Bermuda Triangle. You know, does it Can really? Can you imagine the sick mind bill that that uh, I think it's Hillary, the the PP that whole PP uh, story about uh, how Trump had pros- prostitutes urinate on uh, a bed that Barack Obama was going to sleep in uh, the next week. That's essentially what the story was about. You know, mm-hmm. Trump is a germaphobe. Trump is a germaphobe. Yeah. If you know Trump, he's very particular about washing his hands and 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 uh, keeping things clean. 
Well, they're doing the same thing with Giuliani now. Well, you know, Giuliani used to make his uh, little assistants come in and, um, you know, perform oral sex on him when he was getting ready to call Trump and while he was talking to Trump. Now, you know, think about that story for a minute. All right. Where did this come from? It actually came from a real situation, but it wasn't Giuliani. Giuliani was a mayor at the time when it happened. A guy by the name of Bill Clinton. Uh, Bill Clinton. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he used to sit there and do the stogie thing, but he actually did have things going on oh, sure. with his cigar or something else. Yep. With the Monica, you can ask her. She will tell you it's a fact, and she has the dress to prove it. And Bill pretty much, you know, and what, and what happened to, to it. Bill, and what happened to Bill? Nothing. Now he's the left reveres him as the esteemed former president of the United States, like he's someone to be to be looked up to. He was a crook, folks. Anyway. A big crook. Yep, that's about it. Uh, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. By the way, if you want to contact us, our phone number, we do have a phone number, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And then there's mail at itsanotherday.com. There's also mail at crnamerica.com. We're on Facebook, too, so you can find us there. It's easy to find us. We don't hide from anybody. By the way, we're we're asking our listeners to get involved a bit. If you hear of something, if you hear of uh, somebody who's been mentioned in the Durham report being brought to justice, you know, consequences, actually, uh, if you hear something coming down that we might have missed, uh, we'd appreciate you dropping us an email and letting us know so we can check it and get it on the air to our listeners. Yeah, sometimes there are things going on in your hometown that nobody knows about that's relevant on a global scale. Local news is a lot of times national news. We just don't know it, but we got to know about it yep. to, you know, blow the bugle about it. So, yeah, let us know. So, again, that email address, sir, is, we can remind our listeners, mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. Have a great weekend, my friend. We will see you soon. Sayonara. Sayonara.